0: Dude, we got like more sleep than usual.
1: You might have. <laughs> 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 it
0: says the guy who falls asleep in 30 seconds.
1: Yep. <sighs>
0: Actual s- superpower. Tell me about it. Whereas I have to lay in bed for three hours before my brain is like maybe we should go to bed. Maybe we should sleepy. <laughs> Counting the individual molecules in the paint chips on the ceiling. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you're saying is you want a poster hung up on the ceiling to stare at? I could certainly get on board with that. Mm, I'll work on that. that cost more Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time.
0: Welcome back to the Dime Comic Bros Podcast. <laughs> It'll be a BVS poster <laughs> just for you. That'll be true. Put Gal Gadot on my ceiling, please.
1: I was saying Henry Cavill and Ben that, Affleck. That too, that, like true, that too. Kissing and making up like they do at the end of the movie. That's true. Could have all three of them kissing and making up. It was uh, It was in the director's cut. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I would know that because I only watched the director's cut because...
1: That's the only way Zack Snyder can make a movie.
0: That's true.
1: No, no, no. It has to be... Uh, Four and a half hour epic every time. And it's about two dudes kissing. But it Uh, doesn't make sense if it's just, you know, the theatrical guy.
0: Unironically, he was going to make another 300 movie that was going to be about a couple of fucking Romans. (laughs) And he was, what was it? He's going to make an Alexander the Great movie. Hmm. Notorious. (laughs) So he wanted to just make the biggest gay movie ever. That didn't, that didn't happen. It fell through.
1: The theatrical cut, they don't actually kiss, despite it being a a movie about two dudes kissing.
0: Yeah, no, so they can send the theatrical cut to China. right. Yeah.
1: Welcome back to Dime Comic Bros Podcast. I already said that. I know, but that I kept riffing. (laughs) I am Spencer. Hello,
0: Spencer. Hello, Jeffrey Dahmer. No, Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs)
1: Jacob. That's me. Yes. Hi. Yes. We are here to talk about Punisher Warzone. War Journal Zone death and stuff. Warzone. Yeah. Two words. Uh, but not the Call of Duty one. No. He should have a skin in Call of Duty.
0: Like, what are they actually doing? That's true. You know what else he should have? A skin in Fortnite. Because everyone has a fucking skin in Fortnite. You can play as Darth Vader next to Daredevil next to a Ninja turtle. You
1: know what? Punisher should have a foreskin. skin. Uh, Fortnite skin!
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, It came out in 2008. Um, It was originally designed to be a sequel to the 2004 movie, but during development, it was changed to a reboot, but not an origin story. Um, He finds some mob guys and goes... I think Mob Guy is sucky and Corrupt Cops are sucky, and I'm gonna kill him. And then he gets really sad that he accidentally kills a Fed, and it kind of derails the whole damn movie.
1: Yeah. And then Micro's like, No, you need to keep killing bad guys. They're bad. Kill them all.
0: Out of the three, this was definitely the most enjoyable experience. Yes. I don't know if it's because it's better or if it's just because it's more flashy. Because it's not good. But it's not unwatchable either. It's,
1: it's very watchable. Hmm, it rapidly oscillates. It's not good in a cinematic sense. No, it's, it's pretty it's rough. But it's fun as a, a crappy movie. Yeah. Like it, It's a dumb action movie. This is a fun one, and it's
0: good. It's weird, because it feels like an, a movie from like the 80s. It was made in 2008. Yeah. It's very off-base. Yeah. Like, what it, the fuck? It,
1: it felt very similar to like what the Dolph Lundgren one was trying to do. But failed horribly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. It was so weird. Yeah, like, it rapidly oscillates in quality between, like, scene to scene and, like,
1: shot to shot. Even in scenes, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like, that was neat. That was bad. That looks cool. That looks like shit. It's really uneven.
1: This is really good camp. Like, you can tell... I would say unintentional camp,
0: mostly, but... Uh, I don't
1: think so, because the uh, profiles are so hyper... Profile. Like the the Italian mob literally does the pippity poppity poo Yeah, yeah. Oh no. It's
0: the accents in this movie are horrendous. Are all horrible. Around. Every it's single one.
1: Give me a greasy Italian accent. It, it's
0: like, yeah uh, The voice
1: in the back. Like, yeah. Alright, good enough.
0: Yeah, woof. Yes. Yeah,
1: but also there's like, um, McGinty has uh, um, a reggae accent. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no country you can put like, oh, that's where it's from. It's like, he listened to some reggae music and was trying to copy that. It's pretty,
0: pretty damn rough, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only performances that were like just kind of good were the, the lead and the main antagonist. Yeah. I think were actually pretty solid. They're very un- uh, Uneven, that's for sure, like characterization-wise. But the, the,
1: the... Ray Stevenson was trying to play his ass. Ass off. off. Like, it, yeah, It's
0: just a shame that a lot of the material is wildly out of character.
1: Whatever emotion was written in, he was portraying it very well. It yeah. just didn't make the movie very cohesive.
0: Yeah. Um, And the guy playing uh, Billy the Butte was just literally the Joker from 1989. But, like, that's fine. Like, he's just all mass. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's stupid, but, like, the prosthetics look pretty good. That's
1: what I was going to talk about. His face looked pretty good. There were a couple of times that it was like, yeah, I can kind of see what they did there. But most of the time, like, he's talking and the whole prosthetic is moving like it's his face. It was really well done. Pretty gross. Yeah. In general, the movie's actually pretty gross. There's it- a lot
0: of very mixed... Very good practical effects and extremely bad CG effects. <laughs> like people getting shot in the knees and bleeding looks great, and then like a guy gets his head blown off and it's entirely CG and it looks like garbage. Like um, it looks like it was done in like Adobe After Effects.
1: Uh the the prosthetics like they they even like weeped a little bit sometimes, like they looked squishy.
0: Yeah, very gross.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um some of the especially like how Jigsaw becomes Jigsaw and like what takes place to to mess his face up is really gnarly and feels like something you would see in a Punisher comic like yes yeah he would Punisher would actually throw a guy into that like yes
0: into the the saw 3 heroin needle pit you go
1: Whee! I, I can't think of any more examples from this movie but this movie certainly tries to like um, shock value. It's trying to have the shock value.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of additional blood and gore just kind of thrown in there.
1: You said last night while we were watching the movie that these movies are definitely just a product of their times. and Sort of. You were saying cinematically, like, you can tell this movie's from the early 2000s or this movie's from the 2012s or whatever. And there is a bit of that, but I think... That's half of it. The other half, it's a product of the comics of those times, too. Yeah. Like, you can see clearly the influences of, like, what Punisher comics these movies draw from.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would say definitely not in, like, a story sense, but, like, in terms of the how fucked up the most recent comics were. Yeah. Like, the 2004 movie was coming out around the time that Garth Ennis took over the book and then changed a lot of stuff and made it a lot more serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the movie kind of reflected that, but also had a lot of camp in it. And then this one is definitely, like, post-9-11 Punisher comics. Just very... Woof, very brutal. And kind of unnecessarily so. But, kind of enjoyable? This is definitely a bad movie.
1: I wasn't even saying, like, the... The, the, the beans. It, it was more like... Yeah, I'm going to throw a guy in in a, a car squisher cuz yeah. it's funny. Yes. And like he deserves to die or whatever. Or like yes. the 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 mouse trap style kills instead of just I shoot the guy in the face. Yes. So, I do enjoy that. It's the He's it, a little
0: mini crossbow with a laser sight.
1: Like what yeah, the fuck? Right. He's so stupid. Such a drama queen. Like in the opening scene, he <laughs> hangs by his legs from a chandelier and spins on it with like two um um, yeah, what are those? Like, Uzis, and just spins with the dual Uzis, just <laughs> killing dudes. And it's like, what a drama queen. I mean, the se- <laughs>
0: the second kill of the movie, he just takes, like, the the, the, the mob guy's wife and just literally snaps her neck. It, so, like,
1: yeah, it's just, pretty... Just the drama queen, the, the, the style of of the kills. Like, I like that. It, that carries over very well. Yeah, and, he's... um. And that's definitely
0: a, a newer comic idea, I think. He, I th- yeah, I would say so, yeah. He's not always the most efficient guy. He uh, he does indeed take pleasure in what he's doing. Yeah. Which is not reflected by the characterization outside of the action scenes, where he's very like, I'm gonna stop now, because I accidentally killed a fed and I feel bad. And You're it's right. like, I don't know about that, Skipper. That's pretty, pretty weird.
1: You were stuck on that. R- I was stuck on Micro being, like, the killer in the killer mentality of, like, no, you're gonna kill them all. Like, it, it just... It felt like they swapped the characters, honestly. Like, yeah, Micro's yeah. supposed to be the, hey, maybe we shouldn't be killing everybody? Maybe? Maybe? maybe, mm. maybe, maybe. All right, I'll go Shut along up. with you. Yeah. But Punisher, yeah, is, is far more weird. violent and just, like, burned the world.
0: It's <laughs> very odd, especially because towards the end of the movie, they try to have, like, a... There's a, a another character that works with Micro who's, like... A, a former banger and it's like nah he's clean now and he's good and it's like are you, and then he basically sacrifices himself to save the innocent women and children because of course and it's yeah. like so is this supposed to be like making punisher think that bad guys can be redeemed because that's kind of retarded because he never ever listens to that like his brain is broken so that's kind of pointless like that it is really weird
1: i like it though i
0: don't know it's very odd I like how uh, how heavily, well, uh, very surface level, it, it, it did reference his Catholicism a lot towards the end, where he's in oh, a neon yeah. neon like cathedral. That was pretty neat. It's very hammy and it's extremely uh, clunky. I still think Neon Catholics
1: is going to be my punk rock band name.
0: I, I think it would work. But I like those scenes. That was that was kind of neat, and then it ends on a on a great, sh- a really great, very silly shot, where the the neon cross that says Jesus saves, which would never hang in front of a Catholic church. No nope. The the Jesus part gets like like flickers out, and then it's just saves, and then you see the Punisher logo on his like chest, like kind of light up as the screen dims and it's all black, and then he shoots a guy in the head, and then the movie the movie ends and does like a guitar riff, and it's like that's incredibly silly, but I I, I do <laughs> like that. Like, this was definitely not a good movie, but this was a very enjoyable watching experience, and I hate that. I hate when bad movies are fun.
1: Why can't bad movies just be bad? Mm. I love it when you you find joy in bad movies. Get on my level. No. Uh, I kind of don't like that the punisher logo is washed out so much on his chest i wish it was brighter
0: yeah it's kind of weird i don't
1: understand why they did that i don't
0: either because this movie definitely didn't stray away from being goofy as fuck right. so that's really weird i do like the the tack vest <coughs> yeah the the tack vest that they have him wear with the neck the, guard it's a different look the shape of it is cool yeah it's definitely unique like the Thomas Jane one was, like, one-to-one with the, the trench coat and the the, the combat yeah. boots and the yeah. bl- and the t-shirt. Like, that was one-to-one. But, like, this is a different... And I, I, I do like it. But, yeah, I don't know why it was so washed out. Like, it's weird. He's been active for four years. But, like, my guy definitely has access to more spray paint.
1: Right.
0: If he has a- access to, like, mini crossbows with laser sights, I think he can get more spray paint to do his logo because he's a it's, drama queen.
1: It's, like, the point of the logo is to scare the bad guys of, like, they clearly knew his name and, like, knew about him and to avoid him. But, like, you couldn't see the logo, so he was just a guy, basically.
0: Yeah, it was real weird.
1: It was funny, too, because he just walks away from, like, a a punished Massacre. And just walks down the the streets of New York, like, all tacked up. Like guns hanging off. of Honestly,
0: him I find that to be jumps believable. Jumps on the
1: subway, like nothing. It's like I
0: believe. I I I find that more believable than most of this movie. New Yorkers are weird. <laughs> and this was 2008, so every American was strapped the fuck up at the time. Openly. Hmm. This movie references 9/11 <laughs> multiple times. Yeah, New York has a bad history with terrorists. Ah, goo. It
1: also had like the Irish mob But you couldn't really tell yeah, it, was, it was like mm-hmm. just the head guy talked And then a bunch of goons that stood there and protected him like,
0: They really did stand there gooning This The movie has a lot of gooning in it
1: Yeah <clears throat> Punisher Goon zone am I right Yeah
0: <laughs> Out of the three, I would definitely rewatch this one again. Yeah! Which is a shame, because I feel like if I had to pick another one of these to get another shot in a magic world, it would probably be the 2004 one. Yeah. I feel like, like, obviously Ray Stevenson is dead, so we can't really do that. But in magic world, I feel like... (laughs) Magic cards?! Yeah, no, not magic cards. Oh. In some magical world, I feel like you could definitely do more with the 2004 version in a future sequel. This one... I feel like it kind of fundamentally fucks some shit up that I think would be really hard to recover from. Whereas the 2004 one, while he is primarily driven by revenge and not um, vengeance, which are not the same thing, like, I don't know, by the end of it, he definitely fits the mold pretty well. It's, it was kind of boring, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's almost like there's a fan film that's a sequel to that movie that's pretty good, actually.
1: I didn't really remember anything about his performance and that's because he was just trying to act what was written like he he clearly was a a great actor um but i think thomas jane just fit the part better like he looks more like a punisher ray stevenson like tried but just doesn't have the right build like he slicked his hair back and he has the dark hair but but like thomas jane has the chiseled jaw and he's ugly. And it's great.
0: Yeah, big butt chin. Yeah. Yeah. And Dolph Lundgren one was just the most... That was, That's the most... This is a movie made by the... the I don't remember the director's name, but he was... The most 80s movie ever. He was, like the like, the second unit director for, like, every good action movie in the 80s. So, like... It had a foundation there, but yeah. it, it was made by... But, like, he had never helmed, like, a large project before. And that shit, despite also being goofy as hell, was really ashamed of being a comic book movie. Yep. It was just an action movie. And Dolph Lundgren was still, like, fine. Like, he... That guy can act. It's just a matter of he chooses really bad projects a lot. Yep. Like, the first two Expendables, he's great. Yep. Three and Four are horrible because they're very bad movies. Like, and I his, haven't even seen Four. Don't. It genuinely feels like money laundering. Uh, and, like, he's really, really good in Creed, too. Like, he can give good performances, he just doesn't choose good projects very often. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. He was still fine. Like, I don't know. It, that's what I mean, is, like, they all have similar positives and negatives. Like, they're all kind of in the same zone of, like, these aren't great, but they're all watchable yeah. to some degree. But, like... And there's like, there's a couple of elements that I think you can kind of cling on to is like, I like that idea, but I don't think that any of them pull it off coherently enough to like, be invested in.
1: Yep. Meh. It's good.
0: (laughs) I wish I had drank the other six cores that I had brought over by the time that movie was over, because then I would have been having a fucking blast. Like, even more than I was. (laughs) You're like, holy shit, his head blew up! (laughs) <laughs> That'd have been fun.
1: We read mostly um Dark Knights of Steel. Volume um, two. Well, volumes one and two. We both reread it. Yes. Because uh you kinda can't just jump into volume two despite having read volume one like a year ago.
0: Especially because it opens up with a dream sequence and it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I I need the context of the first six issues.
1: Right. Um So the first volume, I will recap because I remember that one better. Uh there's Game of Thrones happened, <laughs> and you have different houses. Or if you want to go super nerdy, there's Dune, right? There's the three houses. And that's how this book is set up. There's three houses, and uh, you have the Superman's, and uh, you have um, um. the Shazam's, and then you have the women. It's <laughs> <A> true. <laughs> kind of the superman's the blacks and the women's sort of um, it's probably unintentional
0: it's it's the house of l the house of storms and then themiskira
1: <laughs> amazon yes yes uh, plus lois
0: lane because she's hot yeah just throw her in there yeah just for
1: fun it, 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 it makes sense shut up yeah um game so of thrones happens somebody kills off uh superman's dad who's the king of the supermans and uh, that starts a war between the three houses and a bunch of weird stuff happens and a lot of plot twists and character twists and there's also a lot of character mix ups yes like um the joker baby the the green arrow is also the joker no no
0: no 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 no, 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 sorry
1: green lantern green lantern
0: is also the joker and is also Lex Luthor
1: yes because he fell into the into that and became the joker but then the ring found him something like that something um what else
0: we have a new kind of new character uh i think it's zara uh she's superman's sister she's basically kara like yeah. in all but word right but she's his sister for some odd reason she's characterized very similar to to uh kara also she's gay she likes wabbin'. same honestly I would also be in love with Wonder Woman if I could be. That's
1: what I thought. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, there was another gaze.
0: Yes, there was. Ah! Uh, speaking of the gays, Constantine is all like Black Lightning, uwu, which is very entertaining. Chuckle fucks.
1: What other character mix-up were there? I know there were more.
0: That's the big ones. In the first volume anyways
1: right right so we get to the second volume
0: oh well, we'll t- it turns out in the first volume that batman is actually the bastard son of 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 the king
1: yes so he's he, he's actually a superman
0: he yes batman is superman and then they fight confusion question mark yes plot twist superman bad
1: maybe, maybe. and then
0: yeah a lot of weird shit happens in this book that feels really out of character and confusing, and then the That's second. That's kind of why I
1: like it, though, because it's like yes, it's Game of Thrones for DC, and I just roll my eyes like ugh. I guess I'll read it, but then all the character twists help make it unique. And it's like no, 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 this is like its own little series. Just let me play with my toys in my toy box, and yes. and it changes a lot of characters up just like a little bit, and it's like alright, this is cool, I like it.
0: Yes, you mean like in the second volume where it turns out that, I guess spoilers, um, that the, the the people doing the sussy things that feel out of character are actually white Martians because they're the real bad guys. And also Alfred is a Martian. He is the Martian Manhunter. Yeah. But also he's Alfred. Yeah. For reasons. Because yeah. it's Because it's fun. It's cool. It's, it's neat. And then there's the suicide squad, sort of, who are like captured prisoners who work for um... <laughs> Amanda Waller, who is never found out to be sussy by the end of this book. She is actually the reason why.
1: This is a spoiler for you. It's right at the end. No. You'll live. I actually saw that Waller was being sussy. I just don't know what you're about to tell me.
0: Uh, Amanda Waller uh, ends up killing Alfred after the war is over no. like the, the battle is won and then she blames it on uh, Deadshot and then they kill Deadshot and Amanda Waller is like still in the clear she's still the advisor to, to the, the the House of L, and is clearly sequel made for the next series she's clearly gonna be She's, I think she's gonna make a league of her own you know and then at the end of this book they make the Justice League kind of Sort of. <laughs> and it turns out that Superman and Batman are like best, best bros because they're literally related. That was the thing in this book that I was really hanging, I was getting hung up on was in the first volume when it's like, when when Bruce goes to tell Clark, hey, um, you know, and I know that we're actually related, but we just kind of act like it's not real. Right. But turns out I am definitely related because I have powers. And also I found this shiny rock that hurts really bad when I touch it. And then <laughs> Superman's like, yeet, and just fucking stabs him. And it's like... What? Yeah. It feels very backstabby but in a weird way and I was like please don't be an evil superman story again. I'm so tired of this shit. Even when it's written Especially by
1: Especially by Tom Taylor. Like, yeah, like it seemed uh, it seemed like that's all he does.
0: Yes, which isn't great cuz he can write I think Superman very well sometimes, but it's just I was really hoping it wasn't going to be that. And it wasn't. It was turned it was a Martian. Yeah. Um and then at the end of the, the last like couple issues when they when they're fighting the Martians and shit, which does kind of coalesce pretty quickly in the end. Um, they—they're they're just the Trinity now. Like they're just friends. Like <laughs> the, the Bruce and Clark are like, yeah, we're brothers. And they're like give each other hugs and shit. Like Clark is very like Clark by the end of the book. It's very—he is Superman, very through and through, which I, I really liked. I was—I was really hoping that that wasn't going to be the twist. Is like, no, that all the aliens are actually evil. It's like, oh, that'd be stupid. Um, another cool twist was that the the Kents are farmers in the kingdom of the House of L, Yeah. And they raise random fucking uh, metahumans and they make
1: the Teen Titans. Yeah. Because reasons. Uh, because the House of L was, uh, was uh, persecuting all the supers. It's true. Per Batman's advice. He doesn't like all the superpowers. Batman is racist. But then it turns out that
0: you are also one of them. This yeah, sounds yeah. like an H.P. Lovecraft book when you find out that you're a little Jewish, actually. Oof. And then you go crazy. That happens multiple times. H.P. Lovecraft was very (laughs) anti-Semitic.
1: So, yeah. Uh, The first book felt a lot more twisty. This one... The second book felt like it was just playing out from all the twists. It it didn't feel like it... It certainly wasn't the same. It just felt like the first volume had to have uh, a bunch of explosions. And now that you're interested, here's the rest of the story.
0: I agree. But I think that means I actually like the second volume more, yeah. by a little bit, just because...
1: It's not it twist act- on twist on twist on twist
0: Right, it has more time to breathe. Yeah. Even though the the end battle with the Martians is only, like, an issue and a half, it's pretty brief of a conflict, because there aren't that many of them. Like, there's only, like, ten Martians. Yeah. But, I don't know, that's cool. I think it, it doesn't overly sequel bait itself. It sets up there are other things in this world. We know that a sequel book is happening. There's also a spinoff book about Deathstroke being a Viking, because that's cool. Like... I think it ends in a nice place where it's like maybe we should make a we should get a big table and have all the guys and the girls we're gonna hang out and we're gonna be the Justice League you know it's got that vibe to it it it, it, it does end with a a bittersweet happy ending and in the end of the book which you haven't that the, the bit you haven't read yet there's right. a one shot at the end which includes three short stories set before this these stories that are about like Batman and Superman and um basically Supergirl being like friends and shit and like figuring shit out and making the robins so it's it, they're in different art styles um for the different settings and they're just like little short nuggets of like this was when Bruce as a child was trained by Bane to kill the L's and then he fucking kills Bane or breaks his back and throws him in the dungeon like really cool stuff um it's something
1: def- I want to talk about is the artwork for this series is absolutely amazing uh I have no more words. Like it's just yes, so gorgeous. One of the best comics, best looking comics I've ever seen.
0: Definitely in recent memory. I, I really appreciate how it's not overly, um, overly shaded or like polished. It quite frequently it has a lot of uh, like depth of tone in the coloring, but it doesn't feel the need to like really. Digitize and it, it, it feels like mostly like it was hand drawn and painted, even though it was clearly done on a computer. Like yeah. it, it maintains that throughout the book, which is really nice. And the designs are fucking off the charts, good and very silly. Like Batman and his dorky fucking helmet with the little ear, it's so it's, stupid. I love it.
1: They talk about it in the first volume. Harley Quinn gives them so much shit about like th- their little ears. <laughs> it happens more than once, and it's funny every time.
0: Yes. Um, I really like how the L's look. I like super. Like I, it's so bizarre as like a translation of a Superman suit. But when if you just showed me this suit, this 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 Clark or well, um, Cal and this uh, Zara, I'd be like, that looks like a Superman and a Supergirl. Like even though there's very little in common with their outfits, like they just they look good, but they don't just look like oh, the Game of Thrones. Like they're still very intentional, like color blocked and layers and shit this is really good but also it doesn't take itself too seriously it does have enough room for the silliness which I think is kind of what makes it not feel like unironically like we just did Game of Thrones for funsies right. like it doesn't make it feel like it's kind of like a cheap shock value book it's like it's not deceased for like just frankly it's not as good as deceased but like it's another really good elseworld that Tom Taylor is in charge of now and it's 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 got a lot of fun. It's got a lot of shock value. It looks gorgeous. The yes. Yep. And it's in the real multiverse. It's not an Elseworlds book. It's wait no, it is an Elseworlds book. Sorry. It's that's actually Batman from 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 Earth Zero could go there. This is a real place. This is not a a super secret fake other thing. You know. Weird. They have they have retroactively made it. You know they referenced it in um I think it was Dark Crisis, maybe, something like that. One of the recent events they referenced it briefly. Uh,
1: cover price is $25.
0: It's a bit steep. Yep. It's
1: worth it, but it's a bit steep. Yep.
0: I agree. Both of them are the same price. Yeah. I think one I hate when 12 issue series are broken up into two hardcovers. I, that I've is
1: Heard this it oh. makes me angry.
0: Um if this was I think $40 for all 12 would have been a much better deal, either hardcover or softcover. I would have preferred paperback. They are republishing them in paperback, but in the same volume size. I want both of them in one book. Mm -hmm. All 12 issues. Doomsday cock sized book, but not shit like Doomsday cock was.
1: What else did you read? Or watch? Or do?
0: Your man. (sighs) So I finally did it.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. You watched the unreleased 1994 Fantastic Four.
0: No. Although that is on my to-do list. I've read Dark Knight's Death Metal. The entire event.
1: Oh, boy.
0: It is collected in... Five books. Yes, five or six trades. So it's a total of, like, 38 issues or something. Uh, It's primarily written by Scott Snyder with... Art in the main series done by Greg Capullo, and then the one-shots and spin-off issues are done by mostly the corresponding team for that ongoing. So say there's the the <clears throat> uh, the Teen Titans book at the time is done by the Team Titans crew of of people, which is nice. Um, a lot of the supplemental stuff, I believe, was also written by Joshua Williamson and James Tynan IV. Uh basically, but since Death Metal hat not death metal, since Metal happened, uh the Batman Who Laughs has been collecting his shit. He's been getting his his powers together and getting a gang of more evil Batman for more action figures. Um, and he's going to suck up to Perpetua, who's the mother of the multiverse. She's uh, she's the mother of the monitors. So she's uh, like now the biggest the biggest thing outside of the source wall. Um, so he becomes like her handmaiden. <laughs> Um, over Lex Luthor, which makes Lex Luthor angry. So he ends up working with the good guys in this book mostly, um, because he's mad because he wanted to be the guy who could do all the things, but no, I will be good for once. Um, and then he the 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 Batman who laughs, um, siphons off enough power from various MacGuffins and other multiverses and assorted other bullshit, including very annoying Watchmen references that I do not like. He basically sucks the Dr. Manhattan juice out of Wally West, who had the Dr. Manhattan juice put into him after Doomsday Cock. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. He becomes very big. He is the darkest Knight, I believe is what they call him. He's um, he's like a big demon bat cloud. And then he becomes bigger than Perpetua because he's he's got to be the real big bad guy of the book and the Justice League fight him and they win. A lot of other shit happens in here, like a lot of shit. This is a pretty big event. Um, I like the idea of making a sequel to Metal. Metal was not a wonderful event, but it had some high points for sure. It had some really good art and it was it was a, it wasn't a crisis. This is a crisis. This is a crisis. This is this is the most recent cri- big, big crisis. We're changing all the shit. We're going to do all the things. But I think that the end goal was a good one the the what they wanted to do i guess editorial most likely was go everything is canon everything has happened and it doesn't really matter like just fucking roll with it like every character's history has extended for however long like yes batman has somehow been active since the 40s but also he his parents died in 1989 when he was 10 and like it just, it makes it way more relative um and I like that. I like the, the end goal of, like, making everything valid, basically. Like, not trying to fix anything. Um, that's kind of what the most crises end up doing, is they want to fix problems, and then they make more problems. Whether uh, on an editorial level or, like, in a in-universe level. They're like, well, we need to squish in these characters we bought, so we shouldn't do another crisis. This one's like, there's some new shit in here, too, but, like, just... We, they basically, not literally, but they may as well just blow out the source wall entirely. Like, just fuck it. Everything has happened, and everything works, and just don't ask questions. It doesn't matter anymore. So then, afterwards, there was a pretty big initiative for a lot more books to be disconnected from each other, other than, like, immediate sequel books and whatever. Just very... more loosey-goosey, which I think is good, but this is the one of the most convoluted fucking DC crises I've read, and it's a lot. Like, not in a good way, in my opinion. Um, it does the same thing that Metal does, where it has a lot of bat- bad bat- batmen from evil multiverse, dark underside, bad, bad people from Bad Place. And most of them are even less good than the last ones were. I liked some of the previous batch, and I don't mind all of the ones, but, like, there's a... There's one called The Robin King... And it's Bruce Wayne, if he's a fucking sociopath as a child, and then he gets his parents killed, and then he becomes a Robin for reasons, and then he, like, kills Alfred, and then it... I <sighs>
1: Didn't we see that already in Metal? No. Where he goes cuckoo and kills his parents?
0: No. Not the same way as a different one. Oh, okay. It, it well. just... Sometimes the stories are written well, but in totality, they just don't mean much. It feels like doing metal all over again, but then jamming in Watchmen's shit because Jeff Johns fucking sucks ass. And then uh, the main seven issue book with art by Greg Capullo looks great. It's actually pretty cohesive to read as a single book, which wow. I, not great. A lot of shit happens that you're going to have questions about. But if you use your brain you can probably follow along with just the main book.
1: That's impressive.
0: Uh, it doesn't make it more enjoyable, though, because a lot of the better stuff is not in the main book. Um, the main, the main, just Dark Knights, of yeah, Dark Knights, Death Metal. I give it three out of five, barely. Um, Scott Snyder was way off the deep end here, which is a shame because he can be really good. But if he's either overworked or way out of his league, like quality wise if he's trying to be grant morrison i'm sorry he's not like stop trying to be just there's a way to get better at doing what you want to do without just kind of riffing on other people's work and i i think that scott has a very bad tendency to do that um yeah it's like 50 50 on the one shots here some are cool some are bad some are cool some are bad the flash one i thought was definitely one of the better ones where it's like the entire flash family is running away from the darkest night because you know he's mega fast now or whatever because he needs to suck the, 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 the the speed force out of their ass and that was a pretty good issue um that i believe was also done by the flash team at the time so that was nice um i guess notable events otherwise superman is has uh has been doomed doom not doomsday like dark sided a little bit he gets hit with uh, like anti life or something stupid so he has like a dark side arm which is pretty cool and then he puts like brass knuckles on it which is neat it's a cool design um batman is dead because of reasons so he can use the black lantern ring which is cool his the reason that he's dead I is like fucking black, black stupid lantern.
1: it's so cool it
0: is cool he he does use it well um i think he talks to sergeant rock So Rock, I don't know. It's another one of those random characters that stupidly niche characters that like actually narrates the book. Um, But the justifying mechanism for like him being dead is really stupid. So like when it comes as a twist, it's like, wow, really? Batman's been dead this whole time when he's been using the Black Lantern, right? Really? Like, no shit, dumbass. Like, come on. Um, Wonder Woman becomes, Wonder Woman's kind of a focus of this book in a sense. Obviously, this is still a very, 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 very Batman-centric everything, because of course it is. Um, but Wonder Woman does the most amount of anything in this book. Like, she is the one who kills the the Darkest Knight the first time, sort of. He dies and comes back. It's confusing. That stupid Dr. Manhattan shit. Um, and by the end of it, she's, like, kind of dead and becomes, like, a... Uh, sort of a guardian of the multiverse, sort of, which doesn't stick at all um, into... The next phase of Wasn't DC that stuff.
1: Infinite Frontier. Uh,
0: yes. yes. Most of that stuff was pretty good. Cause um, I read
1: that one issue or whatever, and I was like, "What yeah. is going on?" She
0: gets real cool outfit. She gets she's extra mystical now, which was neat. It just didn't stick that much. Um, this was a lot to read, man. Yep. Each one of these book books cost between like sixteen to twenty dollars, and I think reading it. In the order that I did helped, I think I got a pretty decent reading order in, but this was, like, genuinely, it. the book starts with, if, like, in media res. Bunch of shit's happened, you have no clue what the hell's going on. And then almost all of the other issues coincide and happen within, like, 30 seconds of each other. So this is basically blowing out, like, a two-day conflict into, like, 40 <laughs> issues. And that's Dang. bad. It doesn't stack well, because you're reading seven issues between uh, the main issue three and four. Like, it's a lot of shit. It's way too much, Um, which is a shame because there's definitely some decent stuff in here. Metal was better. Metal wasn't wonderful either, but metal was a a lot more intentionally stupid. Where it was like. I was
1: gonna say it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, metal like like, death metal was definitely fun. Like Greg Capullo is going off on art. Like by all means, this looks good, but it's just there's there's a rot at the heart of it of like editorial watchman insertion crap.
1: There's a note in issue six of Metal where it's like, yeah, Joker's a dragon now. It's fucking metal. Get over it. Yeah.
0: And this one doesn't really have that attitude as much to it. It's still fun sometimes. And it's not like it's it's supposed to be super dark and depressing. It's just it definitely has a lot more shock value stuff, a lot more trying to explain itself. But its explanation is stupider than not knowing. Like, yeah, I don't need to see the 87 different ways that the the, the Batman who laughs, who's already not a great villain, Becomes the biggest bad guy ever. Like, holy shit. I don't need to see all of this. And again, so much of it happens within, like, that much time. There's, like, a full issue of him being reborn because he's Dr. Manhattan now or whatever. And it literally takes place in that amount of time. And it's, like, it takes a lot of the fun out of it. Because it's so obsessed with the logistics. But Scott Snyder's not good with logistics. I'm sorry. He's not not with the scale of this. Like, this is just too much for him. And... A lot of the writers that worked on this are people I I like and respect, but this just, oh my gosh, the editorial oversight on this was fucking horrible. Like this, uh -uh. uh-uh. On the whole, I spent way too much fucking money on this because I bought all of the the trades and they're eventually gonna get collected in an omnibus for like 125 bucks, which is way more reasonable because that's a little bit less than I think I would have spent in the trades. I don't recommend reading it unless you're curious. I would say maybe read the main book you're going to be missing out on a lot. There's a couple of one-shots that I think do stand out. But, uh... The total event's a two out of five. Yikes. It's just... It's just not
1: coherent enough. Well, speaking of Tom Taylor. Oh, boy. Uh, I read most of Dark Ages. Fuck yeah, boy! Interesting. I like this one. That's an interesting response. I talked about it a while back. I don't remember that um illustrated by iban coelho i-b-a-n coelho Uh, there is an evil demon robot apocalyptic nuke in the middle of the earth and it was put there billions of years ago by the Celestials, because they said this is going to ruin all of creation. We're going to hide it in the only planet that has humans on it. The villain's really bad. <laughs> it's really stupid. Um, it's basically the Golden Army. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, and so that wakes back up. What? Character designs, though. Shush. Ah, uh, That wakes back up, and characters go, oh, shit, this is the end of everything. And so they send a couple of supers, uh, including the thing, because they they might have to punch it um, to go stop it. And they do, sort of, but it sends out uh, a universe-wide EMP. And so all of electricity is kaput and the world goes dark. Like, like dark ages? Shut up. Shit. Shut. shut. <laughs> um, and so the rest of the book is kind of just dealing with that. Like, what would the world look like if there was a, a global EMP? Which is kind of cool. But it kind of just pisses about for the rest of the book. Like,. Um, the apocalypse is like, yeah, this is my chance. Let's, let's fucking go. I'm going to take over the world and run it. Um, and so he does, or he tries to, uh, he, uh, spoilers, I guess. He captures Magneto to do sciencey shit and actually make electricity again. Um, and he uses purple man because that's the easiest answer ever to control the rest of his crew. And uh, the heroes have to join up and, and stop it. I haven't read the last issue, which is my fault. But... But Dad, Spider-Man. Um, I like how the heroes spread out across the world to, like, keep the world safe from bad guys because the world is dark and there's always going to be bad guys. So they have, like, a psychic in each country or whatever to, to keep in contact. Um uh iron man is like oh i did this once before in a cave i can do it again and that was kind of cool um (laughs) there's a lot of like nice little details but the story really does kind of just piss about like it's really just a what if an emp went off what would the superheroes look like in the marvel universe yeah you're right
0: the art just makes me nut a lot
1: Mm, like mm -hmm.
0: copious loads
1: yeah it it looks really good it it does a a really good job with shadows and making the world look dark like it does a really good job with that um it's it's not easy using shadows like this that's why mike mignola uh is so well known because he does it really really well but uh, i had a drawing class where uh, it was a college course and they were like we're here to make shapes don't overshade it. I would rather no shading than overshading. The, like That's what the teacher said, because shading just complicates things so, so much. And this book does a really good job of, of shading and making everything look dark and look really good at the same time.
0: Cool costume changes. Yes. Old man Spider-Man with beard.
1: Um, I'm not giving it an official rating because I haven't read the climactic ending, but it's fine. How much you buy where? Uh, I have read it digitally through my Marvel membership. It's six issues.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I remember they hyped it up a lot. Depending. The way they marketed it was kind of weird because they're like, Tom Taylor is going to change the Marvel universe forever. And it was like, nah, it was marketed like it was going to be a mainline book. And it's, it's not,
1: It's, it's six issues and it's basically a what if. (laughs) <laughs> um. Yeah, I was in the back rooms at Jetpack yesterday, and I found, like, two-thirds of the run, and I was like, am I really going to read this again, though? So I kind of left it there. Like, I don't... I That's don't fair. I don't even
0: know if I'm going to reread it, other than to look at the art.
1: Yeah, it's two bucks... It would have been two bucks an issue, and then, like, pissing about eBay or... Other stories, like trying to find two other issues, and I'm just like, ugh, I don't really want to put in the work to find those last two issues. I don't think I'm gonna reread this. So, Hmm. meh, if you can find it for like fifteen-ish bucks, it's probably worth it. Yeah.
0: I have another one. I don't. I do. Go for it. it. I'm gonna do it anyways. Okay. I have a themed week. I haven't finished anything this week. Yeah, you're you're being special. I watched Batman Night, not watched, holy shit. It's only 2.45, I shouldn't be this this goofy. I read Batman Night Watch, which is a book I had never heard of before. It collects a five-issue series uh, about Batman, but what if it was made for kids and also social media. Basically, um, it is canonically takes place after Alfred has died and he has been replaced with an AI um, and it features various members of the Bat family, but kind of just kind of a random selection. It's like Nightwing Batgirl Huntress who's from another universe. Um, Damien sometimes and Batman. Um, uh, uh, people escape from Arkham because of course they do. And then the Batman has to go track him down and they decide to make a Twitter. But for people in Gotham to report shit. That's hence the Night Watch. It's like Neighborhood Watch, but a little less racist. Um, it's it's a weird concept. Um, this book is very much so like a YA book. Like, I didn't know that going into it. This was definitely meant for kids, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I just kind of wish I had checked first. Um, <laughs> I originally had a different night-themed book planned, and that one fell through. Um... So I just ended up going with this. Uh, There are five issues. Some of them include two stories. Some of them are one story per issue. It's really weird. Um, They're done primarily by two artists, um, Eric Owen and somebody else I don't remember, and then it's written by Jay Torres. I had never heard of any of these people, and I was like, okay, fuck it. Like, it's a novel concept. Um, It's a lot of... Hey, this recruit, this nine-year-old, you know, saw Clayface go down this alleyway. You should go over there. And then they go over there, and then they punch Clayface. This is, like, smushing B-TAS, Batman 66, and, like, those those comic books that you'd find in, like, the, the cereal aisle of a grocery store together. And I mean that in a non-insulting way. Like, this is, the, this is very punny, you know, teamwork, the... Uh, it's very silly. It's very it's very silly and very light, which is fine. Um, it's not really funny to me, but like none of it's like offensively unfunny either. It's just definitely not meant for me. Um, some of the arts pretty good. It's very, car- very, very, cartoony. Like when I look at Batman, I see Buzz Lightyear. Like if that makes any sense at all, like head shape wise, I, I see Buzz Lightyear. Like it's a very odd art style between the two artists, but they both work together pretty well. Um, and the end of it the the final issue ends with a bunch of kids who are inspired by batman and friends to write comic books which implies that all of this has actually been a comic book this whole time um they're like yeah we could make this new character and they end up describing talon um, which is the end of the book, and then they go off to make the, to, to do this like school project, I guess, where they're gonna draw Batman comics. And then one of them picks up his phone and is like, "I see something. I should report this." And it's ve- it's very it's, it's cute.
1: Like, I interject this review with a terribly written headline: "By the Hill, um, U.S. Women Have Become More Liberal, Men Mostly Stable."
0: <laughs> That's a. Headline. I think
1: they mean then have stayed the same. But that's poor word choice if I've ever seen it. I agree. (laughs) Continue.
0: Um, this is 100% meant for, like, 10-year-olds, and I mean that in the best way possible. That's good. This is, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I just wish I had known that going in. I probably would have picked something else, because I I will not reread this again. Um... I ended up I I gave it a 3 out of 5 like it's enjoyable some of the art's pretty good it's just really cartoony and not much of substance the characters aren't like written out of character or anything Um, so it has a little bit of that like Wayne Family Adventures vibe that like fan animation that got turned into real comics I think Jacob might remember this maybe it was I think it started on um, Webtoons I think I didn't read any of that I don't know like it just Colin followed a lot of that I think yeah I remember that I don't know. This this seems like genuine. I'm gonna find the nearest ten year old who wants a Batman book, and I'm gonna give it to him. It's it's straightforward. It's got easy digestible lessons. It's silly. It's not doesn't take itself too seriously. The Joker, you know, runs around with a big tank to bash through buildings so he can shoot Batman in the face because he's mad. You know, Robin says "Holy moly" many times. You know, it's just it's fluff, but it's it's good fluff. I just don't really have an interest in reading it again. Uh, I bought it for like fifteen or sixteen dollars, which, if I had known what it was, I wouldn't have paid that much for it. I would have paid like five bucks for that. But I think if you have a kid who's who's interested, like that's probably a decent price. It took me thirty minutes to read. I don't know.
1: Cool. Is
0: neat. He... I don't know. Batman, but for kiddies.
1: That's the show.
0: That is the show, baby.
1: Thank you for listening. Please do it again next week.
0: Yes, do it again next week.
1: If you want more than what you got just now.
0: Go to patreon.com forward slash Dime Comic Bros Network. Oh, yeah, that. Like Caitlin and Jeff Lorenz have done. (gasps) They give us money, so they they get more more stuff. Yep. Yes. You get early access to all of our episodes, cool stickers, bookmarks, a bunch of cool art shit done by Colin, as well as exclusive access to happy hour segments where after most of our shows, we sit down, have a beer, talk about random nerd stuff, life stuff, work stuff. It could be anything. We could be talking about Natalie Portman for 40 minutes, or we could be talking about uh, why Terminator Genesis is the worst Terminator movie. You never know. It's just random stuff.
1: I don't think I even saw that one. Don't do it. I left off at Salvation.
0: Salvation is is okay.
1: I've seen it twice, and I think I remember liking it better the second time. But it's still not great.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, if you want to do that, we'd appreciate the support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also... Support local shops. Yes. Uh, Shop local Shop at your local comic shop Local comic shops are good and important Jetpack Comics and Games in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire Is our local comic shop Hey, 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 spoiler
1: Show up to the last free comic
0: book day Do it! That's true, that's true Uh, This upcoming May is going to be the final free comic book day Like full festival All of Rochester thing being put on by Jetpack So make sure to go to that We will be there I have already confirmed this we will be there. Wow. It'll be fun. Wow. We'll have lots of fun. We're going to say this every episode until if then. If it's
1: the last one, we really should do cosplay.
0: It's not going to be like the last, last one. Like, like they're going to still do, give it's out the, the free books. It's the last book. citywide one. Yes.
1: And so we should do But cosplay. also, to
0: be fair, they said that three years ago. And then they did it again. So. I'm just saying. But do... yeah, we're probably going to okay. need to migrate down to uh, Stairway to Heaven Comics, maybe, for when they do theirs in <gasps> the next couple of years. Um but yes, I am probably gonna end up doing cosplay. I've been thinking about that. For funsies. I will be cringe, but I will be free. Also, speaking of being cringe but being free, go support Colin. He has finally finished the project he's been working on forever. Yep. Space Adventure, uh Number one. Number one. Number one? Uno? Uno.
1: Kick the the gods in the ass. No. Kick kick the gods in the cock and ball. Yes. And Twister Nose.
0: I think it's I believe it's grasping godhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, go support him on Patreon. I've been linking his stuff in every episode since he's been on hiatus. Go give him your money. It's available it's available digitally now for everyone on the $5 tier and above and he's getting physical copies printed. Yeah. And he will definitely have those at Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. We are very proud of Colin Boy. Yeah. Colin Man. Colin Man. He or he has earned Colin Man. He is now a man again.
1: Uh has been on hiatus
0: My anus is very high.
1: Compared to Colin.
0: It's true. He's short. What's next week? Next week is Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Omnibus by Bendis, the second half of the first one. Great. That was the best way to phrase that.
1: I forgot that was next week. For some reason, I was thinking it was this week. And that's why I was trying to finish it so quickly.
0: No, it's because you have to get it back It's because you have to give it back to me today. Because I was really bad about that. Oops. I was trying to have it done. Then we give ourselves an extra buffer, and we're fine. Uh, Yes. So next week, we will be talking about more Garbians and some other stuff. Yep. It'll be cool. It'll be fun.
1: Tune in for that. And now for Happy Hour. Ha ha!
0: I agree. I know that's a very contentious take, but...
1: I don't wanna...
0: But you gotta.
1: I wanna go back to bed. just sleep. The whole weekend.